Welcome to this episode of CEO Perspectives, a signature series by the Conference Board. CEO Perspectives are conversations that take an objective, nonpartisan look at a range of subjects that matter most to business leaders. To help make sense of these topics, we sit down with thought leaders and do what we do best at the Conference Board, provide trusted insights for what's ahead. I'm Steve Odlin, the CEO of the Conference Board and the host of this podcast series. And in today's conversation, we're going to discuss the generations and specifically Generation Z. What makes this generation unique? In what ways is Generation Z like other generations and how are they different? And what are their views of other generations? You are listening to CEO Perspectives, a podcast by the Conference Board. Joining me today is Aileen Du, Member Engagement Associate at the Human Capital Center here at the Conference Board and a member of the Generation Z or Z if you are from the UK. Welcome, Aileen. Thanks, Steve. So Aileen, tell us a little bit about you and your family and your career. Yeah, so uh, I was born in 99, so kind of in the earlier stages of Gen Z. born to Chinese immigrants. Uh, They came over kind of after big cultural revolution in China, make a new life, new start for themselves here. And so kind of over the time I've lived in New York, Michigan, Connecticut, uh, live in Jersey now. Uh, And then in in terms of kind of like my my career span, uh, I I remember always wanting to be a teacher and then realizing that doesn't make a lot of money. um, I I turned over into forensic psychology, you know, boom of like CSI, Miami, all that stuff. And um, that led to me majoring in psychology at the University of Connecticut, uh, where I graduated with my bachelor's. And that kind of evolved more into an interest in uh, IO psychology or industrial organizational psych. Wow, that's a that's a great story. So, you know, your um, your parents were immigrants, mm-hmm. but you were born here. Yes, yes. So you have a unique situation because you're not only in Gen Z, but you're 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 still have one foot a bit in the old world since your first generation, right? Yeah, no, absolutely. I was uh, I talked to my mom quite a bit about it because she has definitely different. Uh, she's she's stepping in two worlds of cultures, you know, Chinese and American. She often says herself, like, sometimes I feel lost because I I don't feel like I belong to either. And for me specifically, you know, I'm very kind of rooted in Western American thoughts and belief systems. But I do have kind of that Chinese immigrant background almost that's in my head. So, you you know, so you have a unique vantage point, you know, either through your parents or, you know, when you've gone back home to visit or to, to their home country to visit. Do you see a difference between your generation that is American and you know maybe relatives or or friends generation that is that is still chi- you know that's still in China? Yeah, definitely. Um, I admittedly I don't interact with them as much. It's definitely the language barrier there. It's interesting. I never quite learned Mandarin. Um, that's another conversation. But um, there there's similarities in terms of kind of how we have grown up. I'd say here in the U.S. there's more uh, openness in terms of kind of freedom of thought, sharing opinions, um, having more, you know, mental health awareness in the first place. Definitely what I've seen in China is there's more internalized thoughts, feelings, kind of like a, a don't ask, don't tell policy almost. Yeah. Well, this whole notion of generations that we're talking about in our series of podcasts is more of a Western 
notion, and you, you hear about it discussed in the United States, but also Western Europe, but you don't hear it discussed as much in other parts of the world. So you have a, uh, a bit of a unique view of this thing. All right, so you're part of this new generation that's uh, the so-called Generation Z, and, uh, but you're in the early part of the generation. That generation really spans, what, 15 years or so? And the the last part of the generation, you know, the people are, they're really still kids. I mean, they're 10, 11, 12 years old. So big difference within the generation because you're really kind of almost a millennial in, you know, your your viewpoints, right? Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I'd say like even comparing earlier to later Gen Z, it's, it's difficult because you're comparing adults to adolescents. So, you know, people who haven't totally developed the prefrontal cortex, all the thoughts and feelings about the world that I might. Um, but definitely in terms of kind of how we're similar even is, is we're both have grown up in very technologically advanced societies and worlds more familiar, you know, iPad kids, definitely. Uh, I'd say someone who's 11 is going to understand how to use an iPad maybe better than me. Um, <laughs> but, it, we have, I feel like, quite a mo- few more differences than similarities in those cases, not just because of that age difference and, you know, where we are at mentally and developmentally, but kind of the differences in, in terms of our world outlook, um, seeing what the future holds for us. I'd say, like, people on my end of the generation, the earlier end, definitely have more maybe of a pessimistic outlook on the world than these younger kids do because they might not have experienced the world yet. So talk about that pessimism. That's, that's an interesting way to look at it. Yeah, I, it definitely has that negative connotation to it, but I think it's we've seen how the world has evolved over, you know, say 1999 to now in my case, and there's all these seismic life events that are occurring that have changed our perspective of how, you know, specifically to the U.S., how the system works and it's it's not as infallible as maybe, you know, Gen X or the boomer generation see it as. Um, and the the same kind of social and, and political securities that older generations might have had, we don't feel the same about. And it's certainly affecting kind of our outlook on the world and, and how we view our future will unfold. I mean, how, how do you view that future? I'd like to think it will turn out for the best. You know, people will kind of come together and then things will balance out. I know that's an optimistic view considering how radical thoughts and ideas can be. And, you know, in the world of media itself, it's it really fine tunes onto those very obstinate polarized ends of, of the views. It's interesting you mentioned media because I, I think every generation is influenced by the media that they have available. and. My word, today, you know, there's just a plethora of, of different options in media. How, so how do you find yourself, where do you find yourself focusing for source of information and news? It's hard to say because you always have to take these caveats kind of in mind about where's the new com- where are the news coming from you know is it legitimate is it something that's backed in science and you know is is not necessarily correct or incorrect, but just is it a valid type of thing? So it, it takes a quite a lot more research, I'd say, in order to find out what is quote unquote real news versus what is something that has been like uh, sensationalized. And what do you rely on? Oh, I, I 
think more so now it's kind of my conversations with people and that's how I get, you know, opinions that differ across the spectrum. Uh, in terms of news, it's it's most news media outlets, but definitely just with taking everything with a grain of salt. So, do you, so do, do you rely on social media or news websites or do you watch television for that? I'd like to not rely on social media more. I think it's the most accessible form to get uh, news now and it's the easiest way to push it along to Generation Z who's on it all the time. Um, definitely, I think newspapers have phased out physical uh, news have have phased out, but like television is still a big part of it. Although you know you have all the streaming sites now that uh, they have news on there, but it's more kind of TV based dramas. So social things. media yeah. as well as other electronic yeah, forms. Yeah, definitely. Okay, all right. And so you know, as as you you look at maybe your parents' generation, what did they what do they rely on today? Definitely, I know, in fact, for, for my mom, she still has cable. You know, she she bought the whole plan in order to have cable. She doesn't rely on, on streaming my services. Word. Cable television? Yeah. Do, she, do they still have that? She does, although she has a little antenna system for it. So oh, okay. she's going a little old school. But she she definitely is more in tune to the news than I am, which I think it's in of itself is a big generational difference. And, and then from a technology standpoint, um, do you find yourself relying on you know, a desktop or a laptop or more mobile? Laptop and mobile, I, yeah. I think even... Or tablets, I guess. Yeah, desktops themselves, I, I feel like just because of how much we're moving and grooving these days and we're always on the go, desktops are something kind of like, in the past, or it's more work-associated. So it's it's certainly more reliance on, on phones, more, you know, manageable pocket things. Yeah. So your parents are from what generation? Uh, they're both Gen X. They're both Gen X. Mm -hmm. Okay. So using that kind of as a basis, because you're most, how do you view Gen Z different from your parents' generation, Gen X? So I'd say certainly for them, they're probably more of the traditional pull yourself up by the bootstraps. If you work hard, you'll get somewhere in life. You're going to succeed that way. Um, definitely, I see in my parents, I know that has kind of the, the immigrant spin on it. They're more uh, in tuned to material success. If you have more items, if you have items of nicer quality, we'll say, um, that is indicative of your success. So brand names are like a big thing in China um, versus kind of myself being Gen Z, it's more turned into working smart rather than working as hard. You could be working hard and working smart, but it's more working smart. And then kind of a focus on quality of life over a material well-being. Yeah. So as you look as you look at the generations that have come before you, do they kind of all mush together or or do you do you see differences between you know, various generations that came before you? I think in terms of my recollection of generations, they, they mush together a little bit. I, I In my head, I kind of pair the generations together. So like Gen X and boomers are kind of the same in terms of mindsets to me. And then millennial and Gen Z are very similar as well. But it's, it's basically people that, you know, are a little further along in their careers 
and their life, right? I mean, and versus people who are earlier in their careers. Is that is that a fair way to think about it? Yeah, yeah, I think so. At different life stages, you know, they've experienced different, uh, you know, life experiences that have impacted how they view the world for, for older generations compared to us. It, do you live in a multi-generation household? Yes, so my parents are both Gen X, and then my sister and I are both Gen Z, and then I have relatives that are, you know, Gen Alpha now, and a couple millennials mixed in there as well. Yeah, so that's an interesting thing because traditionally there was there were all multi-generational households, and so you've got a more of a blurring. But so many of Gen Z today, especially on the on the you know your end, the the early end of it, are living alone, right, or living with other Gen Z folks. Yeah, and or even you know living with their parents still because it's things are more expensive these days. It's it's harder to get out there and find something affordable. Yeah. So if you had to um, say you know here are some characteristics of Gen Z, what would those characteristics be? Of Gen Z specifically, I'd say you know there's that traditional kind of outside perspective of, of Gen Z being, you know, lazy or, or money driven, but I think kind of to well, counter Who that, says that? I think older generations do. do. they? You see that quite a bit in media or the, that okay. generalization itself. Um, but I, I'd say the flip side of that and maybe the bigger, deeper reasoning of why those are generalizations is that, you know, Gen Z these days with, with COVID and all the things we've experienced and the technological advancements, we're definitely more tuned into instant gratification. And so that kind of creates that uh, that lazy aspect, you know, we just want things now. And then that money driven is, is really tied back into, you know, we're working for what we're worth and we're going to work smart rather than, you know, work really hard. Yeah, but you know, it is interesting. Um, Gen Z has just, you know, they're just starting careers. And, you know, what do they say about the future? Forecasting is always difficult, especially as it relates to the future. But in some ways, you're sort of forecasting the rest of your life. And so do you find yourself with a little bit of anxiety about, you know, what you're making, what you're going to make? You know, because it's, it's, you've got more unknown than the older generations who are sort of closer to the end of their career versus the beginning. Yeah, absolutely. I, I'm sure older generations at the same point in my life were, were feeling about the same. I think, you know, these days there's probably more anxiety that's common around, around and within Gen Z just because there's so many changes that have happened that impact kind of what we can rely on in terms of social, political, cultural kind of um, fallbacks that really affect how we see the world and how we see our future and whether that's going to be stable or not. We've discussed some of the characteristics of Gen Z. Next, we're going to explore what has happened from a, an event perspective. We're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back. What does the future of work mean for your employees? How will your company navigate ESG? Will there be a global recession? At the Conference Board, our experts translate the latest research and economic analysis into insights and real-time problem-solving for your organization. Membership at the Conference Board provides your team with an assortment of knowledge from economics, marketing and communications, ESG, public policy, and human capital. As a member, you'll have access to our center experts, member-exclusive events, data and benchmarking tools, and peer sharing that will help you understand the present and shape the future. Consider becoming a Conference Board member today by visiting www 
www.conference-board.org. Welcome back to CEO Perspectives. I'm your host, Steve Odland, CEO of the Conference Board, and I'm joined today by Aileen Du, member engagement associate here at the Conference Board and a proud member of Generation Z, but an early Gen Z. All right, so we've talked about um, you know some of the characteristics of your generation. You mentioned Generation Alpha, which is, I mean, that's the, the, the real young folks, or I guess they're under 10 years old. Do you see any characteristics there yet, or are they just kids? I I mean, haven't given a lot of thought because I think yes, they are just kids, so they have so much ahead of them in order to develop. And and making a generalization at this age is hard because kids are, are yeah. ever changing. Yeah, yeah. So it's it's too early. <laughs> um, so as so, let's go back and look back again. Uh, so you talked about you know the Gen X because that's where your parents are. So as you look back over time, is there any generation? in your mind that seems to be like, you know, sort of the best generation or, you know, the generation that stands out most, you know, maybe from more from a historical perspective? Yeah, I I can't say that there's any single one that I admire the most over others, because I think each one has gone through their own share of challenges and successes that shape kind of the, the generalizations, characterization, characterizations of that generation. So kind of those all balance each other out at the end, which make them, in my eyes, kind of all in the same playing field in a way. Yeah, lots lots have happened in each generation. Yeah. yeah. No, it's interesting, and um, but so as you think about generations, you know we've got all these labels, um, uh, and you know we've reviewed this, but you know just going back to the beginning of the 20th century, it's the greatest generation, the silent generation, baby boomers, Gen X, millennials, now Gen Z and Alpha. So is there, um, you know, just generally, why are generations different? I mean, what characterizes them? Yeah, so it's it's definitely that whole different shared life experiences which impact, you know, the outcomes of how their belief systems work and that those differences themselves create those characterizations that we can generalize upon for each generation. And then I think on top of that, tech advancements themselves have created these differences between um, each of the generations just because, you know, you have advancements in AI and social media, you know, you can do electronic billing now that each generation, you know, that's a good example of how they kind of adapt and use those things, make them different and, and how they can utilize them in real day. Yeah, it's sort of what people, you know, if people were, just, it's when you're born, you don't choose mm. when you're born and it's what you find around you, I guess, huh? Yeah, definitely. It's, it's kind of taking what you can and making the most out of it. Well, and that's that's a bit, you know, of what characterizes differences in other countries too, because they may or may not, you know, other countries may be, you know, as developed as the West, or some may be really not developed at all. And if you're born into that culture, you have a different life experience, right? So even though you're technically in the same generation, your your view of the world might be completely different. Oh yeah, certainly. I mean, with my parents being immigrants themselves, it, it gives them a completely outlook, different outlook on life than other Gen Xers that grew up in the States, you know, and how they see the world in terms of the influences they had of what was going on in China at the time is completely different than what was happening in the U.S. So if you kind of put them in a room together themselves, they would certainly be very 
different in many ways about their kind of viewpoints. Yeah, yeah, no, that's, that makes a ton of sense. And, you know, and then if you go to lesser developed economies, it's, uh, you know, it, it, the, the experience of a Gen Zer in a really undeveloped economy could be very similar to, you know, U.S. generations, you know, 100 years ago. And, and just because of what's around them, which is, which is fascinating. But then you still have this outside pressure of, the internet and and you know all of the stuff going on and that that's a difference no certainly there's just so much happening today and and you know in present day that creates all these massive differences between cultures generations and how we all use it and you know react to it so it, it as you think about you know what has it been the 24 years of of Gen Z, what are some of the world events that have happened in your generation? Yeah, uh, quite a bit. There's been there's been a lot recently, and, and earlier years too. Uh, you know, 9/11 happened in my early years. Um, Do you remember 9/11? No, but I, my mom's told me about it, but okay. I don't personally remember okay. it. I was too right. young. I was. Yeah. Maybe two. Yeah, maybe. Okay. Um, I, I I do remember, you know, the two thousand eight recession. Um, and then you know Obama's election. That was a really important pivotal point. And then on top of that, you know, you obviously have COVID occurring, and then you know Ukraine war itself. So some some really big kind of events. So it, 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 as you think about a defining event from all of that, and it's only uh, granted it's twenty years out of you know. 80 plus right but anything you know which which one of those do you think is going to define the generation i think it's definitely going to be covid i know we're all tired of talking about it but it it happened in such kind of a pivotal life transition point for a lot of gen zers that it's going to have really long lasting impacts um i know for myself i um i i joined tcb here in um in 2022 but I graduated college in December of 2020, so right when COVID started. So that in of itself, imagining you know the different scenarios of if COVID occurred or if it did not occur, it's my life path could have been completely different if COVID hadn't happened. And so I think many other Gen Zers probably are in that same boat that they really uh, felt the long-lasting impacts. How do you think your life path would have been different without COVID? I I might have gone to you know back to school and and gone more onto the academic route rather than coming into the workforce directly and gaining more experience that way and why didn't you uh, time you know money of course and just overall where i can see myself going and how i i saw covid impacting people and you know work life and my interest in io psychology itself I could see myself going more into a route because now work is such a big part of our lives of focusing more on that. Yeah, interesting. Well, your last year, it sounds like, was your last year in college was the calendar year of, the first calendar year of COVID. So were you remote in your learning? It was in-person at first, turned into remote at the end of the year, a bit of a hybrid situation. Yeah, and, and how did that change your learning experience? Definitely in terms of socialization, it impacted that. I, I didn't have that direct face-to-face -face interaction with classes. But but otherwise, it, it largely stayed the same in my eyes. I mean, I was only kind of remote for only about a semester, so it wasn't as 
long as other students did in my year. Yeah, so if you were a freshman that year, you you had several years of yeah. disruption, which in your case didn't happen. But so and and um, w- one thing you said earlier, you you mentioned something about uh, Gen Z dealing with mental health. I'm interested in hearing more about that. Yeah, I I think certainly it's become of more prominence and more awareness as has been gained around it and also kind of how vocal we are. There's more of an acceptance to talk about it, you know, uh, find others that are like you, share those experiences together. Yeah, and do you think, I'm not asking personally, but do you think that your generation has more mental health issues or they're just more open about it? I think they're more open and more aware. I'm sure, you know, earlier gens had as many mental health problems as, as they're Gen all crazy Zers. they just didn't know it <laughs> yeah um we're all a little bit crazy but uh we're just we're more vocal and accepting of it now you know it's that whole like don't ask don't tell if 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 it's in your life and it's it's not directly work related then don't talk about keep it keep it to yourself yeah. but but your generation you find has more of an openness to discuss definitely yeah do you spend most of your time with other Gen Zers I say generally yes, yeah. Yeah. I mean, I work with all Gen Zers right now. My whole team is all Gen Z. Yeah, but you know, um, like a lot of organizations, you've got, I think most of the, I think you've got everybody from, you don't have the silent generation, but baby boomers through Gen Z represented, right? Yeah, yeah. I, I do work across departments with other generations, certainly. Yeah, and do you find that to be more difficult than dealing directly with Gen Z? No, no. And if anything, I like it more because if you're just with all the same people that, you know, everyone has different life experiences, but ones that always kind of will agree with you on certain points, giving you all the same uh, views, it's it's kind of like talking to yourself <laughs> versus if you're working with all these different people that, you know, have different viewpoints or, you know, even different ways of doing certain projects or tasks, it gives you a bigger picture of, you know, what is happening, how you can solve problems, and just accepting kind of other people. Yeah, and that's a little harder to do in a remote situation, isn't it? Definitely, definitely. Yeah, so in person. It is, you know, when you sit around with your friends, you know, Gen Z folks, and and you talk about the future, not, you know, I'm not sure how that happens, but, uh, you know, it's it, it, probably not an artificial situation. But, but what are the, you know, what are the hopes of the future that you go, oh, we're, we're looking forward to this, or we think this is going to happen in our careers and our lives? I think certainly hoping inflation goes down, you know, things <laughs> balance out in that way. But certainly just uh, more kind of equality across the board, you know, diversity in, in corporations and in the in politics itself, just more voices being heard. So you have, you know, more opinions that are shared. So if if you look at a continuum of like zero diversity and opinions being shared and so forth to whatever nirvana is in that, where do you think we are on the continuum? Definitely still in the early stages. I think we're we're in the discovery stage and working out all the kinks that hopefully one day when, you know, I'm 50 it'll be more solidified and definitely in a better place than it is now okay last last uh, question so when p- 
people look back, I don't know, 100 years from now on, I guess you got to almost have to go beyond that because, you know, some people could be around, you know, in that era. But but in the in the future, when people look back on Gen Z, what do you think they'll say about the generation? Well, I think foremost, I hope they remember our generation. Because <laughs> I certainly, even thinking about the generations here, I, I certainly don't remember the silent and the greatest. Um, but I mean, other than that, I I really hope that they they see us as bringing a lot of this diversity into the world and you know, all these voices being heard and having a, a better place for, for any person here. Well, Eileen, thanks so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. And thanks to all of you for listening in to CEO Perspectives. Every week I'll be joined by a prominent thought leader to provide insights on the issues of our time. We'll cover leading topics in geopolitics, economics, public policy, ESG, and more. Please share CEO Perspectives with your colleagues, with your friends, with all the generations that you interact with. I'm Steve Odlin, and this series has been brought to you by the Conference Board. You have been listening to CEO Perspectives, a podcast by the Conference Board.